Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Relaxed Running Podcast. This is the road to Melbourne. I'm Tyson Popplestone, your host. I am the coach here at Relaxed Running. Thanks for stopping by. Before we get into the episode today, before I give you a little update on what is going on with the marathon preparation, just wanted to give you a heads up that the Falls Creek Run experience in December this year, uh, December the 14th to the 18th, has five spaces left. If you're interested, a lot of you are, a lot of you have messaged me saying you just got to try and navigate work and family, and I, I totally get it. It's so far away. I wasn't expecting interest to be as hot as it was uh, this early. If you are flirting with the idea of coming up, please, please lock in your spot. You come on up. Uh, if you're still new here, you haven't heard of it, you're interested in getting on board, well, hey, you could be one of the lucky ones. Don't do what I did with the Melbourne Marathon. We'll get into that in a minute. And, uh, and delay your entry because, because it turns out that uh, you might just miss out on getting it. Go to the link in the description of this episode to jump on board. It's going to be an absolute blast. We've got run session plans, strength session plans. We might record a live little podcast. It's a good atmosphere up there that time of the year. There's some good coffee. If you're an introvert, you're going to have a heap of your own time. If you're an extrovert, you've got more opportunities to socialize. So whichever part of the introvert, extrovert scale you sit on, Come and jump up there with us. It's going to be a whole heap of fun. If you're an athlete from a running-based sport like AFL, perfect time to get up there with your pre-season training as well. We'll make sure that with the sessions, we tailor those towards what it is you're actually trying to achieve. So it's not just going to be, a, hey, only marathon runners can come. If you're in a running-based sport or just a lover of running, you're all as welcome as each other, all right? So that is relaxrunning.com. Hit on the camp option or easier, just jump into the um, link in the show notes below. But for now, let me just give you a few updates because I tell you what, uh, like any marathon uh, preparation, whether you're an elite athlete or like me, just trying to get back into some form of running fitness, there's no shortage of highs and lows along the way. And that's part of the reason that I wanted to do these Road to Melbourne episodes. I know Inside Running Podcast did quite a few of their Road to whatever it is, marathon that they're training for and I, I like tapping into just other athletes from wherever they're from whatever level they're running at to hear about how the preparation's gone I want to hear the highs I want to hear the lows I want to hear what's working what's not and it also I just appreciate the insight into how people train and the way their minds tick and <clears throat> I'm really fascinated by how people hand handle not only excitement and really good times but how they navigate their way through frustrating times. And that's one thing that I love about running is you're just never short of opportunities to, to deal with both of those things. So, man, where do we even start? There's so many different places that I could start this particular podcast from. But l- let's just start with a real practical one. Uh, Melbourne Marathon sold out, <laughs> which is probably not news to anyone who was wanting to run the problem that I had was Melbourne Marathon's never sold out in June before, not in the history of the event. And so a friend tagged me in a post the other day and he said, I hope you've already entered. And I was like, I hadn't even thought about entering just yet. Melbourne Marathon used to be the event where you could sign up on the week before the race and you'd have no troubles. But apparently there's a little bit of a running boob taking place. I'm not sure if I just said running boob. I meant to say running boom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a lot of breastfeeding going on in this household. You're going to have to forgive me. Uh, There's a running boom going on in Australia at the moment by the sounds of things. And unfortunately, the Melbourne City Council haven't expanded 
their acceptance of more than nine and a half thousand marathon runners, which is crazy when you consider an event like the New York Marathon has around, I think, like 50,000 entrants. Anyway, I called Athletics Victoria. I spoke to Tim Crosby. I go, mate, I don't know if you remember who I am. He goes, Victorian mile champion 2011. I said, well, I was going to start with that, but I just didn't know whether that was too strong to come in. Um, okay, mate, here's the thing. I want to run the marathon. I've been doing these Road to Melbourne episodes. Uh, are you sure you don't have any spare tickets? He goes, for what it's worth, Athletics Victoria, we are more surprised than anyone that it's already sold out so early. Uh, so the answer was no, he didn't have any tickets. The truth is, uh, I'm on the wait list. I had a couple of other potential options if I want to get a ticket. So I'll get to that in a minute. The reason I hadn't entered was, as a lot of you guys who have been following this journey for a little while now would know, that I'd been having a whole heap of trouble with my calves. There had been, it felt like every second week there'd be a new calf issue that would come up. And I, I think I'm pretty well and truly on top of what was causing that. A part of it was just the intensity that I was hitting the early sessions at. Part of it was the the actual way that I was recovering. Like there was, I look back to January when I had my first, or February when I had my first calf strain ever, pretty much. I think it is ever, not pretty much. I think it was my first calf strain ever. And I just had no idea how to navigate it. I just sort of rested it and got back into it. And I did that, no joke, for about eight or nine weeks. And it was, I mean, <clears throat> it, was a, it was a silly way to approach it. But I, I think at that time I had ro- real, uh, no real, super intentions of, of trying to do anything too serious in the running department. So I wasn't doing too much research or seeing physios. Anyway, like being inundated or just thrown into the world of navigating injuries, you become, uh, I was going to say an expert. I'm definitely not an expert, but you, you, your knowledge on whatever subject it is that you're working through obviously progresses to a large degree. And my knowledge around calf strains have uh, improved so much. It's It's been actually a really interesting interesting topic to, to delve into. So, um, I mean, I, I was well and truly on top of that. And I think the last eight weeks, that's the reason I've been so consistent with the training now is because there's a few, there's a few tells. First of all, there's a, I've been doing, um, I've been a little bit more cautious to pay attention to how my calves are actually feeling before I've strained them. There's always been a little bit of tension in my calves. And so as a result, uh, now I'm, I'm fully aware of that. But even more than that, I think there was a couple of factors taking place. First of all, I wasn't recovering well. Second of all, my return to the sport after a calf strain was was just so silly. I was trying to get back into it in a week rather than just giving myself a month. Third of all, I hadn't been running competitively or consistently. I'd been running consistently, but just not the distances that you need to run to run a good marathon. So uh, I think the speed in which that I was building up the actual runs was maybe a little bit quick. And also the intensity of some of those early sessions were a little bit quick. But I say all that to say that the last eight weeks have been unreal. I did 23Ks on Sunday uh, with Nick Whiteman, who's a new neighbor of mine since I've moved house and uh, felt fantastic, felt really good. But that had been a buildup of eight weeks of running, starting at like 30 seconds on, uh, 30 seconds off, doing that for 30 minutes. And then, uh, sorry, that's not how it was at all. 30 seconds on, four and a half minutes off. And then repeating that for 30 minutes is where you start. And then every second day, just gradually putting another 30 seconds on top of each of those until you're up at about uh, 10 minutes worth of running. And you do that two to three times. Anyway, I won't bore you with the details. We've been through all that before. But long story short, over the course of the last eight weeks, I built it up slowly from around 10 minutes worth of running 
uh, and then went to 30 minutes worth of running over the course of a couple of weeks, then went to 45, went to 60, went to 90. And then <clears throat> the goal was, depending on how I felt at 90, I was I was going to dance between sort of 90 and an hour 45 for a few weeks. That was the plan. Um, the 90 was unbelievable. I couldn't believe how, how smooth it felt. We were ticking along nicely. The body recovered well. The calves felt fine. All good. Uh, was looking at potentially in the next month or so, maybe introducing a, a fifth run into the week or at least another cross-training session. At, on, at the moment, I'm doing one like intense cross-training session on a stationary bike, which just represents or uh, like a threshold run to doing 30 minutes at pretty much threshold effort. Uh, just because I'd been a little bit cautious not to get back into that real heavy style running too quickly. So uh, that had been a nice uh, little lung buster during my week. Last week, Nick and I, we did an hour 45. Again, felt fantastic, really good. Um, but here's, here's where things get interesting. So uh, it's not uncommon for me just to get a little bit of ice on an injury or a niggle or um, if I've got a little bit of tenderness around the pain or there's a little bit of a blister or something taking place, I'll whack a, I'll whack a little bit of ice on or uh, especially if there's a little hot spot, which is not uncommon. I mean, all throughout my running days, there was always a little hot spot here and there. And on the weekend, I, I took my shoes off, had like a little bit of, it just felt like friction. Maybe it felt a bit like my, my shoe had been rubbing, uh, rubbing a little bit the wrong way. <clears throat> There's a little bit of heat. So I put my feet on some ice. Problem was my left foot, uh, I had an ice pack on my right foot, ice pack on my left foot. My left foot, for whatever reason, couldn't tolerate the um temperature of how cold the ice was so what started off as a little bit of heel pain i had pretty much an ice pack directly on it which is not uncommon but i i must have just got caught up watching whatever it was that i was watching and had it on there for way too long and this happened to me in primary school once you leave it on and your skin pretty much pretty much freezes it feels like which is so ridiculous that's crazy if you've never experienced it before um but it's really you know that feeling where your hands get super cold and then when they heat up it stings like really badly that's what happened on my left foot so the actual heel pain turned out not to be the issue but I'd pretty much given myself an ice burn uh, in about 10 minutes on that on that left foot and so this morning uh, which is Wednesday I decided well I, I took yesterday and the day before off based on the fact that I had given myself this ice burn I couldn't put my shoes on properly as I said, the heel felt fine. The ice burn was the <laughs> the problem. So this morning, I thought I'd go down and just do some laps of the footy oval and uh, run in bare feet so the the actual um, blister wasn't causing any trouble. The ice burn wasn't causing any trouble because the shoe was really uncomfortable on it. As I was running around, I could feel myself slightly holding myself in an awkward way. It's kind of hard to explain without you seeing where the actual ice burn is on my foot. But I thought, oh, okay, I'm, I'm still holding myself a little bit funny. So I, I got to about a K in and I thought, oh, maybe I'm not quite ready. So I was about to wrap it up. Anyway, here's where the story gets fun. Here's where the story gets fun. At about at about 1,200, it might have been 1,500 meters, I just felt an ever so familiar ping in the top of my left calf based on the fact that I was holding myself a little bit off. And I'm like, all right, well, I know, I know exactly what this pain is. But the problem was, uh, it was, it, it sucker punches you because I went into the run thinking, okay, my main concern is just making sure I uh, don't, I'm okay to run on this blister. But without even realizing it, I think, I'll, or without even realizing it until about five minutes in, I was holding myself ever so awkwardly. 
And as a result, based on how I was holding myself, I've, I've thrown another little ping into the top of my left calf, which is, I mean, it's <laughs> so annoying based on the fact that my main concern was just looking after my heel. But in saying all of that, I, I think what I'm going to do at the moment, um, I mean, if, if uh, uh, the great man upstairs is trying to tell me anything, if he cares about the Melbourne Marathon, who knows? But he, he just let's just say for the purpose of this, the gods are saying, hey, Tice, you haven't got your entry. You've had constant calf pings. It, it appears as though maybe I should expand the horizon a little bit. And so with that said, I think what I'm going to do, and the reason for this update is to let you know that I'm going to expand the horizon on the Melbourne Marathon. I'm going to I'm gonna cross it off the list for the time being, just based on the fact that it, it looks like with this little calf ping now, I know how they work. I'm not going to be able to get back into any intense, or not intense running, but any real long running for at least a couple of weeks. Um, and that is a couple of weeks if I was trying to get myself ready for the Melbourne Marathon. But rather than uh, put myself through the physical uh, pressure of having to build up my training to the standard that you need to do to, to run a decent marathon. I thought, hey, I'm just going to let the body get right. I'm going to give myself to the end of this year just to gradually, slowly build back up, feel no pressure to run any long distance. My goal is pretty much I'll, I'll keep running for around four days a week for the time being, um, which is what I've been doing the whole way through. But that's going to be after what appears, it's sort of hard to know. It feels like a very, very mild calf strain. But for the, I mean, I know they start that way and then I go out tomorrow and run 10K and it turns into a big one. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take the week off running. I'm going to just gradually work back into it in the way that I just explained at the start of this podcast up to a point where, you know, I'm comfortably running 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. And then once I get to that point, I'm going to hover there for a couple of months. I'm just going to hover there for a couple of months. I'm not going to take it. Um, you know, much past sort of 45 to 60 minutes before the end of this year. Or maybe that's a bit exaggerated. Maybe I could get up to around 90 by the end of the year. But I'm thinking, um, man, the years the years tick by quick. I mean, I'm 36 and saying that. I'm sure those of you out there who are older and me know that's <laughs> well and truly true. Um, I'm looking at Gold Coast next year potentially. But I mean, there's, there's so much time between now and then. The main goal is just to make sure my body has a whole heap of time to uh, get back into running fitness um, and when I say running fitness, I mean just the ability to be durable and strong enough to withstand that that um, pressure or that strain, the tension and everything else that comes with with running. So, I mean, a little bit disappointing, but at the same time, it's also, uh, it's nice to have a bit more of a broadened perspective. So, and it's just part of the, it's part of the parcel. I mean, speak to any athlete in the world and ask them to tell you about a time they had disappointment with their running and they'll tell you 25 stories. <laughs> So the truth is, I'm not training for the Olympics. I'm not training for world champs. I'm a I'm a hobby runner. I'm someone who's just getting back into it. So, I mean, uh, it gives me sympathy for how elite athletes must feel when they're uh, going through a lead up to a big event and for whatever reason they can't make it or they feel the pressure of having to get there and be fit when things just aren't going well. I've got the luxury of not, not being in that. I've also got the luxury of just having so many awesome hobbies. Like my... my massive passion my as you guys i'm sure are well aware is stand-up comedy i'm doing that a few nights a week so i mean as long as i can keep doing that i can keep my body fit i can keep strong spend time with my family my little boys i mean like well, there's nothing to be upset about what well, you can't run for a couple of weeks oh poor tice <laughs> so um yeah i'm i mean I'm, I'm disappointed but this podcast is more just to, to let you know that you're not going to hear as many updates or any on the road to melbourne 2023 because i've decided I'm just going to hit pause 
for the time being, give myself a chance to recover and get back into it properly. I would encourage any of you out there who are in the process of trying to get back into running to perhaps slow it down a little bit as well. I mean, I understand the pressure of trying to get fit for an event. Uh, don't put yourself through that pressure. Don't put yourself through that pressure. I mean, I I know, and it's fresh because it happened this morning. I was walking home from the track and uh, I think a younger me would have been super disappointed and frustrated, but like the beauty of time and, and hopefully getting a little bit wiser is small things don't bother you. And I've become a really difficult man to upset, especially with with what I consider relatively trivial things like a, uh, like a running injury. And so often, I hope this serves as encouragement to you. So often I look back at running injuries. I can already see this in my own process this year and go, oh, okay, I actually learnt a whole heap about calf strains, which is so beneficial for the athletes that I coach, which is so beneficial for me when I get back into it. I mean, there's uh, there's nothing in this year that um, that I would change based on the fact that if at the very least, the one thing I take out of all this is a massive big lesson uh, for, for the athletes that I work with, awesome, awesome, I take it because that's my main priority at the moment. Um, but back to what I was saying, yeah, if you've got the opportunity to expand your horizons a little bit, take it slow, build it up, get some guidance, do that, do that. It's a, it's honestly a little bit of a breath of fresh air. So anyway, slightly disappointing in, in some regards, uh, slightly exciting in a lot of others. Uh, definitely not, um, you know, hanging up the running shoes or anything like that, but just giving my body a bit of a longer chance to, uh, a, a bit longer, I should say, to get super fit and strong so it can handle the marathon training that that is required. So there we go. That's the little update from me. If you are after any more guidance or any more help, make sure you jump across to the Relax Running website. Snap up those Falls Creek tickets if you're interested in coming up. We'd absolutely love to have you there. Got any questions, make sure you reach out. But for now, that is all from me. Um, keep your ears, keep your eyes open. Got another episode coming out this Friday. All right, guys, enjoy your training. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll speak to you all in a couple of days.